Hello and welcome to another episode of Relationship Alive. This is your host, Neil Satin. What can you do when things get challenging in your relationship? In today's episode, we're going to get real with surefire strategies to stay in the kitchen when things start to get hot. And I'm not talking about sexy, passionate hot. I'm talking about uncomfortable, maybe even excruciating, stifling hot. But first, before we dive down into that, I just want to remind you that Relationship Alive is my offering for you so that you can have the most successful, thriving relationships possible. If you're finding the show to be helpful, please consider a donation to help ensure that we can continue. To choose something that feels right for you, and remember, just every little bit counts, please visit neilsatin.com slash support. Or you can text the word support to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. This week, I would like to thank Drew, Anne, David, Mohammed, Monica, Angie, Berit, Cynthia, and Sarah. Thank you all so much for your generous and ongoing support of the Relationship Alive podcast. Also want to remind you that I have a free guide to my top three relationship communication secrets that you can download at neilsatin.com slash relate, or you can text the word relate to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. This guide has my top three tips to help you stay connected no matter how challenging the thing is that you are talking about. And I am just about to release the beta version of my Secrets of Relationship Communication course. So if you sign up for the free guide, you will also get a heads up and special offer on the beta version of the Secrets of Relationship Communication course. So definitely check that out, neilsatin.com slash relate. Also, last week's episode, if you haven't checked it out yet, was with Peter Levine. We were talking about how to heal some of your earliest attachment wounds, things that happened before you were even born. So it's a deep, profound episode with Peter Levine. Such a gift to have him here on the show. And next week, I'm going to be celebrating the 200th episode of Relationship Alive with special guest Adrian Marie Brown, who recently released her book, Pleasure Activism. Um, and I'm really excited for you to hear our conversation. It is really fun and free-ranging, and I think we'll have a lot to offer you in terms of how you see the place of this, the change that we're making with relationships in the world. There's one last bit of news that I want to give you, which is I've decided that I need to take a break. So the last week of every month, I am going to not release a new episode. And that will give me a chance to breathe and catch up. I've been doing weekly episodes now for uh, close to four years, um, well, 200 episodes. And I think I've only missed a, a, a week or two here or there in the, in the middle of all that. So I'm just going to try and make things a little bit more manageable for me by taking off the last week of the month. And uh, that will give me a chance to focus energy on creating even more amazing content for you. So thank you for understanding. And hopefully that'll give you a chance as well to catch up on all of the stuff that, that is coming out from Relationship Alive, uh, because there's a lot there. And sometimes I know it can be challenging to stay on top of all of that. 
So, uh, yeah, so that's the news. Uh, if you have questions for me that you'd like me to answer in an episode like this, just record them and email your recording to questions at relationshipalive.com. And finally, we've created a safe space on Facebook where everyone can gather who listens to the show to give each other support about relationship issues. That is the Relationship Alive community. So come find us on Facebook. It is free to join. All right, I think that's it. Let's get on with this conversation about what to do when things get challenging. Now, this episode in particular is personal for me and important. It's important because I recognize that there are always challenges in relationship. In fact, I hear so frequently from people who are having challenges. And of course, when I'm working as a coach with people, I'm generally coaching people through challenging situations. We often move on, move beyond the challenging situations into situations that are more around thriving and growth. But frequently, if not always, there's some challenge that we have to get through in order to get there. And the reason that this is personal is because things have honestly been pretty challenging for me in my relationship recently. And uh, this is this is one that's like all on me. And uh, I've, I think I've alluded to some deep discoveries that I've made recently around just my own life and how traumas that I had at an, at an early age and how those have impacted me through all of my adult relationships, um, particularly this one. And so this has been, for me, a moment of reckoning and hopefully in the reckoning, not completely wrecking everything around me. And I think that's one of the main challenges in being in a challenging situation is how do you honor the challenge? How do you honor the place that you're in and give it the attention that it needs without letting it wreak havoc in your life? There's already havoc there because you're being challenged in some way. So why add to the challenge by just making it even more challenging? So the first thing that we're going to focus on today are things not to do uh, as a way of just identifying losing strategies when it comes to uh, dealing with a moment that's challenging in, in your relationship or really in your life, but we're, we're focused on the relationship conversation here. So we'll talk about things not to do, and then we're going to talk about things to do. And as with most of these uh, solo episodes, I'm going to be as to the point as I can be. Although bear in mind, again, this is something personal for me. So I don't script these things out, by the way. So we'll, we'll see what emerges. I have, of course, an idea of what we're going to talk about today. But I really want to be in the moment with you, which is another thing that we talk about a lot on the show. Of course, that's for a different episode, kind of. Because being in the moment is one of your keys to getting through the challenging situations. But I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves to the successful strategies. So let's, let's just think about the losing strategies for a minute so that you can identify whether or not you are experiencing any of these. So generally when things get challenging, 
and things get painful for us, we want to get out of pain as quickly as possible. We want to fix the situation and we want to fix it in a way that brings us back to a place that feels better. And I'm sure you've heard that people either move towards pleasure or away from pain. So if you are in that painful situation, you are probably moving away. And you probably have lots and lots of strategies that you've developed over the years to help you move away from pain. And this is a good time for you to identify some of those strategies. What are the things that you do? Do you lean in and get super confrontational in order to deal with pain thinking, well, I'm just gonna like, I'm gonna reach into the center of the flame and I'm gonna snuff out this problem with my fingers, um, which I've done before, by the way, and uh, it can be fun and feel really powerful. And if you forget to lick your fingers before you do it, it can also be painful. And it's not always the best way to deal with a challenge that's happening in your relationship. You wanna not lean away, but you wanna lean in in a way that's measured, in a way that helps you keep your own balance. And I'm gonna talk about that in a minute. This is something that's particular to uh, relationship problems versus just a challenge that you're having in your own life. So remind me to talk about that in a minute. So do you lean way in to the point where you're aggressively trying to excise whatever the challenge is? If you are, you could be finding that you're actually creating more harm than, uh, than good. Or do you have a strategy that's more focused on uh, escaping? Uh, and that could be into Netflix or sports or porn or Facebook or uh, talking to other people, flirting, uh, work. There are all these ways that we have of deflecting, and some of them are positive. Like, for instance, exercise. That can be one, right, where we just want to chill out and go and, and take a run for five miles. Well, that's not me. I don't, I don't particularly enjoy running, but I do enjoy going to the gym and lifting weights and it's so in a way that way of escaping can appear beneficial because you're doing something good for your body but if you are doing it but not ever actually addressing the thing that's going on or doing it and getting really disconnected from your partner or from yourself then it could actually be detrimental so do you have escaping strategies or leaning in strategies? Are you uh, blaming your partner? Are you getting really defensive? Are you shaming your partner or are you shaming yourself? Are you feeling like there's something wrong with you and, and that maybe your partner would be better off without you? Um, or in the worst circumstances, maybe the world would be better off without you. Like these are, these are thoughts that are a sign not of health, but of uh, shutting down from health and turning away from health. By the way, if you're thinking something that feels suicidal um, and you're in a challenging situation, this is a great time for you to seek help from someone else. There are hotlines for you to call. 
Um, and hopefully you can also find a professional there in your community to get some in-person one-on-one uh, -on -one help. Um, that's not something that I personally have ever struggled with, but um, as I've spoken about on the show, my mother was actually suicidal. And so I have some intimate experience with someone who has been going through that. And fortunately, my mom is still with us today. Um, but that's not true for everyone. So if you are feeling that way, I want just want to I just want you to hear from me that it's important that you get some support and help and because it's there for you and it can help you in a dark time. And sometimes turning toward the darkness is the way that we deal with a challenging situation. We can feel overwhelmed by cloudy, abysmal, depressing thoughts like it, this is never going to get any better. And those thoughts can often fuel this sense of like, I got to fix this now or I got to get out of here. And that's where those two major impulses that I'm talking about arise, the, the impulse to flee or the impulse to, to lean in in a way that might be helpful or might be destructive. So as you might be getting the sense of when you're in a really challenging moment in your relationship, you're actually often in more of a holding pattern than being in an action place. This isn't to say that there isn't action to be taken. And again, we're going to talk about that in the successful strategies around dealing with challenges. Um, so there is action to be taken, but it's often not something that will quickly resolve when you're in this challenging place in your relationship. And the reason that challenges in relationship are different than just a personal challenge that you're going through, thank you for reminding me, is that when you're in relationship, there's a unit, a structure that's been created that is often part of how we feel supported in the world. And sure, there are unhealthy manifestations of that that have been labeled as codependence. But in reality, it's quite healthy for you and your partner to learn how to be interdependent, sorry, interdependent, to learn how to, how to support each other and to be a support for each other in ways that matter and ways that help you uh, be even more of who you are in the world. And in times of need, when you really need extra support, your partner can be there for you. So when you're going through an individual challenge, you're often able to turn to your partner and to say, hey, I'm going through this thing. Can you, can you help me? Or can you, can you lend an ear? Or can you um, just hold me while I cry? Or anything like that, right? Your partner is there for you. When you're going through a challenge in your relationship, that essential support can feel like it's not there. And sometimes it actually isn't there because there's some sort of conflict going on or, uh, or discrepancy in terms of your values or, um, or just the need for space because each of you is going or one of you is going through something powerful and complicated and you may actually need space from each other in order to deal with that thing. So if your partner isn't there for you, then there's this danger that you'll feel even more of a rupture. 
um, because as we've talked about on the show, that the way that we come to rely and attach with our partners, which is healthy, also creates ruptures in attachment, uh, which are really painful when they go away or when we go away from our partner. This is true uh, on both sides. So there's something special about how we hold the challenge when we're in relationship because things can get especially wobbly feeling when you don't feel like your partner is there for you in quite the same way or when they have a big problem with something that you're going with uh, going through or uh, maybe you have a big problem with your partner and so in that way you are also not able to show up as a resource for them or they for you so it creates a lot of instability just by its very nature and that's why i wanted to point that out uh, as something special to pay attention to because as you go with any of these losing strategies that I mentioned, you are just bound to destabilize it even further. So if something is wobbling, you don't want to like put even more energy into it because that wobble could just take it totally off center and and like a wobbly piece of pottery that you're trying to form, you know, the wet clay in your hand spinning on the wheel, if it wobbles too much, boom, it just flies out and and, uh, becomes nothing. And I don't want that for you. In fact, even if you're in a challenging situation that ultimately leads to things needing to shift in your relationship, maybe even you're going your separate ways, then I would much rather for you and for your partner, have that be something that's kind and mutual and and something that makes sense to both of you. That's That's a place that you arrive at as part of a process, not something that just happens because things spun out of control. That is another big losing strategy that I don't want to neglect in this moment, which is to make big decisions when you are in the middle of a big challenge. That is not the time to make a big decision in general. Now, there may be exceptions to that when the big challenge is about something that's really acute and it requires a a decision right here and now. However, those things, the things that you often have to make decisions about, those are more about how you're going to grow and shift and change and adjust those are things that you can make in the moment or you can start to make. You can point yourself in the direction of healing and growth. But the big decisions that are like about, we just got to, there's too much pain in this relationship. We just got to go our separate ways. Generally, the time to make that is after you've had a chance to really get some perspective. So I'm veering in to the successful strategies. But before we do that, I need to tell you briefly about today's sponsors. And both of them have a really special offer for you. In fact, our first sponsor for today, Noemi, has a special offer that's worth $75 uh, as a Relationship Alive listener. Noemi makes exquisite jewelry and their pieces are really made to last a lifetime so they're perfect for today and as an heirloom that your family will treasure far into the future noemi is handcrafted in the finest materials 
reclaimed 18 karat gold, conflict-free stones, and lab-grown diamonds. And it's all priced as fairly as possible because they've taken out the middleman. Also, they ship to you overnight for free so that you can try whatever you're purchasing on and have up to 60 days to return for free with a full refund. So basically trying something from their site to see how it feels and looks on you is completely risk-free. And as I mentioned, they have a special offer for you. You can head to hellonoemi.com. That's the word hello followed by N-O-E-M-I-E.com. And you can use the coupon code ALIVE for $75 off your order today. And if you want whatever it is as a gift from someone, don't make them guess. Just go ahead and tell them what you want with Noemi's drop a hint option on every product page. So that's $75 off with a coupon code ALIVE at hellonoemi.com. Our second sponsor for today has a special offer for you to help you get exactly the kind of support that you need as you're creating that web of support for yourself that we often talk about on the show. In fact, we're about to be talking about that in a minute. One way that allows you to connect with a professional counselor in an online environment that's safe and private is today's sponsor, BetterHelp. With BetterHelp, you can get help on your own time and at your own pace. Along with scheduling video or phone sessions, you can also chat and text with your therapist. They're affordable and financial aid is available for those who qualify. So whether it's anxiety, depression, your relationship, stress, grief, dealing with trauma, whatever it is, definitely consider BetterHelp as a way to help you transform your stuck places. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option because as a Relationship Alive listener, you get 10% off your first month with the discount code ALIVE. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com alive. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com alive. And thank you so much, BetterHelp and Noemi for being sponsors of today's show. So now let's get back to the question of the winning strategies for how to deal with being in a really challenging place in your relationship. So when things are challenging in your relationship, there are things that you can do that will give you the best chance of getting through in one piece or uh, in two whole pieces meeting for one whole piece in terms of your relationship. Because all of the losing strategies that we talked about have a, a destructive quality where they're eating away at the fabric of your connection. And so that's why they're losing strategies. Even if in the short term they spare you from your pain, in the long term they're eroding the very thing that you're trying to work on. So as a backdrop for this conversation, I want to first suggest that as much as possible, be kind. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to your partner. When you feel yourself wanting to say something or do something that at its heart is not kind or is destructive or biting or sarcastic or mean or complaining or, 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 uh, don't do it. 
Now is not the time. You can always use a, a great, happy, glorious time in your relationship when you've got lots of positive energy in the bank to deal with some of the negative stuff. But for now, when you feel uh, a negative impulse coming up, I encourage you to find a different way to metabolize that. That could be through uh, the support of a therapist or a, or a close friend. It could be through uh, hitting a pillow. It could be through uh, going for a run. Those are times when it is sometimes effective to displace those things. Uh, probably the best thing for you to do when you're feeling a real negative impulse coming on is to check in with yourself and ask yourself how you're truly feeling beneath the anger, beneath the spite or the rage or whatever it is that's coming through you to try and get in touch with the hurt and the fear. Those are often the most challenging emotions and they're there at the heart of what we're going through when a challenge is, is up in our relationship. It's the ways that we're hurt, the ways that we are afraid, the ways that we are experiencing grief or loneliness. Those are often the things that are, that are there. Or we're seeing uh, ways that we've acted that really weren't helpful, speaking in my own case. And, you know, this is something where um, you can have a growth moment. You know, you can be convinced that you were doing pretty well. And then all of a sudden something knocks you upside the head and you're like, oh my gosh, like that. Wow. What a surprise. Like here's a whole new way of seeing this that makes new sense to me. And I, and I can't go back. I can't look back. Um, when those moments happen, it also can be somewhat destabilizing and can point out all the, the additional burdens that you've been carrying with you that need healing. And so the, the best way for you to focus your energy when you're in a challenging time is to focus it on the healing and growth while at the same time being kind with your partner. And if it feels appropriate to be attentive with your partner or to find ways to connect, that can be great too. And I suggest that you and your partner talk about that. And it may be a conversation like, wow, you know, I'm feeling really distant from you right now. Could we just go for a walk together? Or could we go to the beach for a swim together? Or, or, or could we just, usually it's helpful to do something or, um, if, if it's an option for you to hold each other, um, probably in a way that's not sexual, although occasionally that works for a couple in a situation like this, um, then yeah, by all means, be in contact with each other. Let your bodies co-regulate, breathe together, make eye contact, just remind each other that you exist. And you can even acknowledge in those moments, wow, we are going through a really challenging time right now. And this is hard. And I just want you to know that even though I don't feel like I love you, um, I do love you. I know deep down I do. Remember, we're dealing with a challenging time in your relationship. And the way that our primal brain can activate our deep defenses to protect us from a painful situation 
often looks like being cut off from your love and having a big spotlight shown on your fear. That's what the primal brain is all about. Um, in fact, I devote a whole section on how to deal with this in the uh, new Secrets of Relationship Communication course because it's just that important to recognize all the ways that your fear is talking instead of your love and to communicate that recognition, that awareness to your partner to help them feel safe with you and to communicate those things to yourself because you probably also are having issues with feeling safe in the moment. So what do you need in order to feel safe in you? This is a prime time for self-care. So, and, and I advocate really going back to the things that are most simple, making sure you're getting enough sleep, making sure you're eating well and healthy, making sure you're drinking enough water, making sure you're getting some exercise, making sure you're having time to connect with people who support you. And I'm gonna give you a little warning about that in a moment, please remind me. Uh, but those basic self-care options are often where you need to fall back when your relationship is going through a challenge. This is about redeveloping the stability in your own two feet so that in the ways that your relationship is not able to show up for you right now, you are able to show up for yourself. Otherwise, the temptation for some people can be pretty great to think, oh, well, my relationship isn't supporting me, so I gotta find that support elsewhere. And uh, the green grass on the other side starts to look especially greener. Again, this is not the place to make a big decision, especially a big decision that could have a huge impact on whether or not your relationship has any future. So you want to find stability within you. When you're looking for support from others, thank you for reminding me about that, remember that our friends and even our therapists, often the people closest to us, they don't want us to be in pain. So sometimes they say things to us, our family, that's, there's our other great example, um, sometimes they say things to us that are meant to help us get out of pain, but that actually are not particularly helpful for us in the situation. They may validate our fears about our partner. They may um, make you feel justified in uh, all the ways that your relationship isn't right for you. There may be a time and place for that, but when you're in the heart of your challenge, that's not the time. That's not the time, because... For one thing, because of that negative bias that we were talking about a moment ago when you're triggered, the, all those things are, are just going to be like live wires looking for a ground. And as soon as they find a ground, it's going to feel really good at first, but then super disorienting, right? Because it's not actually feeding the fabric of your connectedness and your love. And in the end, you can make a loving decision to be apart from someone that doesn't involve finding all their faults, doesn't involve um, making them out to be a villain or a bad guy. And all of those things can be great for helping spare you from your pain, but they're not really gonna help you grow. So when you're looking for support from other people, then I encourage you to speak to them directly and say, this is the kind of support that would be helpful for me. Would you be willing to listen to my pain 
and help validate me and how I'm feeling, but not at the expense of my partner? Would you be willing to support me in creating structures that feel nurturing to me, that help me survive and feel like I'm giving myself the self-care that I need, that stability that we were talking about? Would you support me in the healing that I need? Would you be willing to help me think about resources for dealing with problems that exist? With, for solving problems, like you don't need to fix it for me, but can you help me think about resources that might be helpful for me? And if this person truly is a resource for you, then you might even say, hey, would you be willing to be a resource for me? But I, again, I don't wanna overstep with you. And also I really want a chance to be heard, to really go into what my experience is in this moment before we try to fix it. Um, and I want to focus on solutions that are about me and then about helping evolve my relationship that aren't just about fixing the pain or cutting the pain out. So if you can communicate to other people that you know you're in pain and that that's okay and that you feel like there's actually some good grist for the mill in your pain, that out of that pain will be born something valuable, something transformative then they'll be able to, to be there with you um, rather than feeling like they need to help you escape. Make sense? So self-care, finding ways to lean in to your relationship without leaning on your relationship in a way that's inappropriate for the challenge that you're experiencing. Getting support from others and if you can get support from a couples therapist, especially, we've been talking a lot about kind of your individual process, but if you can go to a couples therapist and just be candid with them, hey, we're in a really challenging time, can you help us hold the container of our relationship while we flail a bit? And can you help us find safe pathways to each other so that we're still connecting even though we have this challenge going on? Can you help us with that? A good therapist or coach will be able to do that and will help you find unique strategies that are really tailored to you and to your gifts as a couple, uh, as opposed to like some formula that supposedly works for everyone. Um, there aren't a lot of those formulas that truly work in the world that aren't in some way tailored to you. So find someone who's who has a little bit of that artist's gift and is willing to take what we know through science and mix that through art, artistry and experience to help you find uh, solutions for your self-care and for connecting with your partner in a way that's safe. And the last thing that I'll offer now, there's actually a lot more as you might expect, but I don't wanna overwhelm you. I just wanna give you a, the scope of the framework here. The other thing that you should do is give yourself a date or a deadline where you are simply gonna check in with yourself. And this is often a good strategy with your partner as well to say, hey, like things are really challenging. Let's just be in this challenge. Let's do what we feel like we need to do to get through it, to do the self-growth and healing, to connect with each other. And let's agree to check in with each other about just kind of how things are going in a month. But it doesn't mean that you won't necessarily check in with each other before then, but it hangs something on the calendar, which gives you both safety so that you know that that time is coming. 
it's really helpful to have that expressed with your partner. And then if you can do that for yourself as well, if you can say, all right, whatever it is that's going on, maybe you have a goal or two that you're working on for yourself. And if you just said, all right, I'm going to give myself permission to be in process around this for the next month or the next two weeks even, um, or even, you know, one day at a time, I'm going to, I'm going to check in with myself every day at 9 p.m. and see how I did that day and see what I could adjust. Just having that appointment with yourself gives you some peace of mind and also can create some spaciousness so that you don't have to be obsessively thinking about how you're doing. You can just be in the process of doing you and rising to the occasion of whatever this challenge requires of you, whatever growth is required, whatever patience is required, whatever love for yourself amidst the shame and anger and hurt you can muster up and especially love and compassion for your partner because whether it's something they are doing that's creating the challenge or something that you're doing or something that both of you is doing we all need that from each other we need that sense of like you know this sucks but i still love you or i still believe in you i still care about you I still know this is possible. I still, I believe in our ability to be caring with each other no matter what happens. And I believe that we'll get through this in a way that where we honor each other and where we know that whatever we're doing, we're doing it for the right reasons, not for the wrong reasons and not because of fear, not because of pain, but because we've really been able to do our work and get to the other side. Okay, that seems like enough for today. I, of course, welcome your thoughts and questions. You can email me, neilius, N-E-I-L-I-U-S, at neilsatin.com is my email address. I cannot always respond. In fact, most of the time, I don't respond because I just get a lot of email, but I do read everything that comes my way. And often those... Uh, emails become episodes on the podcast. And as I mentioned at the very beginning, you can always record your question and send it to questions at relationshipalive.com. So I will see you next week for the 200th anniversary of uh, episode of uh, Relationship Alive. I guess it's not an anniversary. That would be pretty funny. Uh, 200 years from now. Well, let's let's be here 200 years from now. No, it's the 200th episode of Relationship Alive. I will see you there with Adrian Marie Brown. If you are going through a challenging time, like I am, then I send so much love to you and compassion. And I believe that you can do this with your love and your integrity and your belief in yourself and in your partner intact. That's my my wish for you. So sending you all that love and I will look forward to being with you next week. Until then, take care. Mm -hmm.